When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. has got to go down to AAA, and that is. Welcome, everybody, to your Morning Bucket Joe for Thursday, July 6, 2023. This truncated work week, thank you, 4th of July holiday. Uh, but it feels like a longer week for the Pirates after picking up a come-from-behind win on Tuesday, on July 4th. They fell 6-4 to four in rather unceremonious fashion Wednesday night, and it was really all Rowansi Contreras, Derek Shelton, and in a way... Ben Charrington for building one of the worst bullpens at this very moment. And we're going to talk about it. 6-4, the final. The Dodgers pick up their 48th win of the season. They're now 10 games over 500. Pirates now fall to six games under 500. They're 40 and 46, which I guess isn't too, too bad for uh, pre-All-Star break records. Uh, but it could be a lot better if we had some better performances from some people. Now, let's start last night. We're going to start off on the good note. Osvaldo Beto didn't do too bad on the mound. Four innings pitched. Uh, pitch count got away from him a little bit. He allowed just two hits, two runs, both of them earned. Did walk four hitters, not a good line, but he also struck out four at the same time. So decent performance overall. I think he probably could have went another inning, but unfortunately that was not the case. Uh, Dari Moreta, Ryan Barucki, and Johan Ramirez each pitching a shutout inning of relief. And offensively, the Pirates getting a couple hits from Nick Gonzalez. Jack Sawinski had a three-run bomb. And uh, yeah, not too bad. Brian Reynolds also getting back into the home run category as well. So let's start with the game summary, or I guess let's transition into the game summary. We've been started for a while now. Top of the first, Brian Reynolds. He made some fans happy for Pittsburgh. Uh, a solo home run to right center field as ninth of the season. Gave him an early one nothing lead. They're feeling pretty confident about that. Then Jack Sawinski comes up. And he launched a three-run homer, his 19th of the year, to right center field to extend the Pirates' lead 4 nothing. You're thinking, okay, it's pretty comfortable at this point. Um, but then in the bottom of the fourth, things just started to unravel uh, slightly. I won't, I won't say too, too much about that. Uh, Osvaldo Bito walked a couple of hitters. He hit David Peralta with a pitch. Jason Hayward then sacrificed out for run. It was 4-1 at that point. Miguel Rojas then singled in another run to turn the deficit to two. Uh, but Beto got out of the jam, not too bad, 4-2 out of the inning, feeling okay still, although you know the bullpen is coming up here soon, and you know that's just bad. 
And it was. And Rowanzi Contreras comes in for some reason. Shelton thought it was it was good to go with him in the fifth inning. He uh, walked two hitters. And then J.D. Martinez comes up, launches his 20th homer of the year to give the Dodgers a 5-4 lead. Then David Peralta and the following at-bat homers to make it a 6-4 L.A. lead. And they held that lead. That four-run fifth inning is all they needed to come away with the win. Bobby Miller somehow got the win despite giving up four runs. He's now 5-1 on the year. Rowe falls to 3-7, and seven, 6.59 ERA, one of the worst. And then former Buck Daniel Hudson got the save. That was his first of the season some bright spots for the pirates we've already mentioned him nick gonzalez he was two for four in the game uh brian reynolds jack swinski each homered in the game swinski with three rbis did strike out twice but i think that offsets with his homer hank davis one for five with a double almost a home run for him it was pretty good off the bat but just fell short of the home run um but the big story here in this game is rowansi Contreras. what happened where has the old Rowansi gone? I can't tell you. I don't know where he is. I don't know if uh, Oscar Marine is starting to change him or whatnot, or if he is injured somehow. Um, I, I don't even want to begin to wager a guess because then I, want, I will fall down the metaphoric rabbit hole and probably overextend my thought process and overthink it when it's probably something very simple. But uh, I remember last year, and even maybe even the year before when Rowe was touching 96, 97 with his fastball, his slider and curveballs were unhittable. And one can make the argument that in the minor leagues, you're facing a lot of washed up veterans or maybe some unnotable prospects, pretty much guys that have no chance in the MLB. So obviously a guy like Rowe is going to come in and just shove and make everybody else look silly. But I don't think that was the case for him. I, I do think he was a great pitcher. And I think he had some great potential. In fact, I still, in a way, think he does. I, I feel like, in a way, this is a Mitch Keller situation 2.0. Maybe he needs sent down to AAA. Maybe he needs uh, he needs to develop a sinker and a cutter, maybe. Uh, I mean, this is true Mitch Keller form back when Keller was struggling. He was sent to the bullpen, didn't do too much. Then he sent down to AAA, and everybody thought, okay, this is the end of the line for Keller, and look at him now. He's actually one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball. Yeah, he's been roughed up a couple of times, but he's still pretty dominant. He's he's definitely resurrected himself as a name to watch out for and one of the most dominant pitchers in the MLB. Rowe, I feel like, could do that if he goes to AAA. If it's an injury, then he needs to, take, he needs to, to take, be taken care of. Shut him down for the year, uh, get him fixed up, and then he'll come back next year. That, that's how I see it. But then again, that's only if an inj- if it's an injury. If it's a true regression thing, then I think Oscar Marine needs to hit the books and find out a way to get Rowanzi back up there. To me personally, I think it's just letting him go back to his old form, letting him grip the ball and throw it. There's there. The, I mean, the whole velocity reduction. This is funny because I see a lot of people on Twitter, and yeah, it, it's not a Jake Buck of Joe if uh, he doesn't cite Twitter once or twice, but. I've seen last night on Twitter people talking about Luis Ortiz and he and Rowanzi are kind of they're kind of in the same boat, if you will. Um, There's a whole reason why I don't believe why Luis Ortiz is at the caliber of Rowanzi, but I do believe they're having the same issue. The velocity reduction is very noticeable. Some people don't see it. I don't know how, but uh, more people see it than not. And I'm one of them. I mean, Rowanzi was a fireballer before and we even described him as a fireballer before we thought he had great potential with all of the velocity in the world. Plus the break on his off speed. I thought he was going to be great, but now all of a sudden his fastball is four seams hitting 93. That's like, 
I'm trying to dig deep into the bag of names from Pirates history. I want to say maybe like Zach Duke, maybe early Zach Duke, if you will. Uh, I know that's just one name out of probably many, but the fact that Rowanzi is only hitting 93 now, that's why like the rumors of an injury just start flying here and there because you don't normally see that type of regression in somebody's velo unless he is absolutely hurt. Um, but then again, it's just speculation at that point. But it is apparent. Something is wrong with Rowanzi. Something's not right. He's not doing what he used to do. I think it might have been. It, maybe it's attributing to his change in mechanics because I know they were trying to change that um, from the start of the season in back in spring training. I think even last year, too, they were starting to change his mechanics a little bit, just minor tweaks. But even then, it's having a negative effect on him. That's really starting him to, to just start spiraling out of control. Um, again, I don't know. I'm not in that clubhouse every day. I don't I, I don't know what Rowanzi's deal is. Maybe he is just he was just overhyped. Maybe that is a that is a possibility. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I don't trust me. I don't want to say Rowanzi Contreras was overhyped. In fact, I'm more of the believer that he is dealing with like a Mitch Keller situation where he needs to start working out kinks, maybe develop a couple new pitches that feel more comfortable to him instead of trying to be a strikeout pitcher, try to be a ground ball pitcher, something like that. Um, I just feel like that's the best course of action for a guy who's struggling right now and maybe a fix for the immediate uh, for the immediate times and in the future as well. I, I just don't know. I don't know what to say for Rowanzi, but he does need sent down. We need some reinforcements. And the fact that the way the Pirates sent down Luis Ortiz yesterday prior to the game, uh, Ortiz was in line to start Sunday. And I think their MO was if Rowe does well tonight, you know, maybe we can use him as an opener on Sunday prior to the all-star break. I wouldn't even let that happen now. In fact, I'm going to just voice this out there right now. It's time for Quinn Priester. It really is. And you look at the Pirates rotation, the state of the rotation, it's faltering here and there. There are some good spots. There are some bad spots. Um, sometimes these guys have bad outings. But right now, Quinn Priester seems like the only option for me and for the Pirates in their starting rotation at this time. Don't give me Caleb Smith. Do not give me Chase DeYoung. Oh, please don't give me Chase DeYoung. If I if I see Chase DeYoung on Sunday, I'm I'm not even watching the game. I'm not even listening to it on the radio. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Quinn Priester is the only option for Sunday. All right. He's been improving very rapidly throughout the season. He's the only man that can take them out on Sunday. And here's the thing. He pitches Sunday, does well, fine. More than likely they'll send him back down and get some work in. Um, it was just maybe a test drive to see if he'll be ready for latter portion of the schedule because i feel like he's going to be up permanently once you know the trade deadline passes because i do feel like one of these people or one of these pitchers that we have are going to be dealt that being rich hill but then again you never know uh but yeah as as in in terms of a sit of a solution right now for the pirates rotation quint priester is the only option you bring him endy all of them up and i know they're probably saving endy for after the all-star break because he's playing in the futures game because that matters at this point um but, I mean, you bring them all in waves. I mean, we see what the kids are doing now. Nick Gonzalez has been on an offensive tear, and I understand that it's still very early. He has a very limited amount of games in him, uh, under his belt, I should say. But he's he's lighting it up, and he got the praise from former Pirate shortstop Jack Wilson for those who were watching the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast last night. He just talks about not only his personality, how good of a kid he is, but how committed he is to being one of the best, how good he is with raw talent, and Jack's got promise from, and that's coming from one of the best defensive shortstops in pirates history. Uh, and then you see Henry Davis, uh, 
slightly cooling off from when he first came up, but he's still putting bat on ball. He still has that competitive edge. Um, Jared Triolo is looking really well and, and uh, 286 average going so far. He has a problem with the strikeouts, but again, that's something that can be fixed. Um, overall, these kids are proving, and I use kids slightly, but, uh, or, you know, I use it very lightly, but at the same time, they are, uh, they're, they're positive contributors to this team. But in summary, Rowe needs to go. He needs to work on some things. I'm not calling for his DFA. I'm not calling for him to be released or traded or anything like that. I don't want to give up on him too early because I gave up too early on Mitch Keller and look at him. And Nathan will tell you, the co-host for Talk the Plank, he will tell you I hated Mitch Keller. But now I'm eating crow as best as I can. Um, So I I think he needs to fix some things. Pirates need to sort of restabilize this rotation. I do think they need to add a few pieces uh, over the trade deadline, at least one starter, one reliever. That that needs to be their focus. But uh, we shall see. Well, the Pirates can split the four-game series tonight at Dodger Stadium. Another late one, 10-10 start time. Um, it'll be a 9.30 pregame on AT&T Sportsnet, 9.45 airtime on the Pirates Radio Network. Johan Oviedo, 3-9, 4.61 ERA, looking to avoid his 10th loss going up against Southpaw Julio Urias. He's 5-5 five five with a 4.94 ERA. Uh, I'm not going to wager a guess on this game. All I know is uh, Pirates need to just keep hitting like they've been. Uh, for the past two games, even especially late in the game, they've been doing pretty, pretty well. I know last night sucked. They had bases loaded four times, but uh, or two times, I believe. Two times, nobody out, and they couldn't bring in a run, a run but uh, Andy Hayes, Haynes effect, everybody. I'm just kidding. Uh, or am I? But I'm not going to wager a guess on tonight. Hopefully they win. Hopefully they cap off this Dodgers series with a win, split it four games. Then go and take the series against Arizona for the final three games before the All-Star break. That's this morning's Bucket Joe here on the Fans First Sports Network. From Talk the Plank, this is Jake. Follow me at underscore Radio Jake on Twitter. Uh, follow Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod. Follow Bucks Dugout at Bucks Dugout. And as always, follow Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN. Folks, have yourself a wonderful Thursday. Friday is just around the corner, and it's going to be a good one when it's finally here. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow here on Talk the Plank. 